Welcome back for the final few minutes with Stephen Waldman, author of Founding Faith. So you were talking about James Madison. I'm just going to throw this in here before you go further. And um, I think he's the one who, who you, in your book, was saying how to prevent tyranny while encouraging religious vibrancy. Yeah, he was really the one who came up with the most holistic vision of what religious freedom meant. Jefferson tended to be focused on the damage that religion could do if it got too involved in politics. Madison was concerned about that as well, but he really was the one who who thought about how you could create a system that would lead to religious vibrancy. And ironically, his biggest allies in this were the evangelical Christians of the 18th century, the Baptists of Virginia. Why so? Um, well, they were... they they had been oppressed by the Church of England or the Anglicans in Virginia and came to really believe in this approach of having um, no government involvement or no government official religion. And so they became the real um, strongest advocates for religious freedom. And it's somewhat ironic because in the 21st century, uh, a lot of religious evangelical conservatives have tended to take the opposite approach of being uh, critics of separation of church and state, and their their sort of 18th century uh, forefathers took a very different approach. So, basically, separation in, of church and state goes: um, we won't bother you, and you won't bother us, and and together we'll end up with uh, a, a more vibrant religious sector than if we actually have the government try to help religion. And the government um, step back and we'll do better. Why would that be true? Do you believe that? Yeah, I do, because I think it enables people to have an unencumbered search for God and it enables people to exchange ideas, and the ideas that have the most power rise to the top or gain the most currency. And um, I, I do believe that. Well, it doesn't allow any side to dominate very far because they only have half the ball game to begin with. Uh, that's certainly the way it's worked out. I mean, in theory, if an idea is very powerful, it can, you know, it can gain many, many adherents, and mm-hmm. that's fine. It, uh, I don't think the system needs to always have a kind of equality of all, you know, religions being the same size or something like that, as long as everyone continues to respect the right um, of the other to to practice freely, it's to everyone's advantage. Right, and it can grow as far as it uh, holistically, organically would grow. Right. That's really good. Oh, Charmaine's looking over here. We've got about one minute left. So one of the big things that our country did, uh, the founding faith from the founding fathers, is simply religious liberty and then separation of church and state or religion and state uh, I, I guess that keeps it real clean and no uh, do, extra dominance or biases or monopolies as much. Yeah, and there was one other one other sentiment that they threw in there, which we sort of take for granted now, but which was new then, which is that religious freedom is a natural right. It's a right that comes from God, they, mm-hmm. they argued. In other words, it's not a right that comes from a king or even from a parliament or from each other. It's not a right that you gave to me, it's a right that is natural to me. 
Yes. And that's important because that means you can't take it away. Okay, we're out of time, Stephen. You want to put out your website? Yes, yeah, so we're at beliefnet.com, and there's a section on the site called beliefnet.com slash foundingfaith, where we've accumulated a lot of the letters from the Founding Fathers about Ooh, their personal religious belief. Nice. Thank you very, very much for your time. This has been very interesting. And for your wonderful book. It's a good yes. book. Have Thanks a good so evening. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate the time. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, come on. You can do it. Stretch into the greater you.